Thursday, September 1st, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today for Million Dollar Portfolio, Ron Gross, from Motley Fool Inside Value, Joe Maker, and from Motley Fool Hidden Gems, Charlie Travers. Guys, good to see you. Thank you, We have bad news for the daily deal businesses, but first, Costco announced last night that CEO Jim Sinegal will step down as of January 1st. Sinegal is 75 years old. He founded Costco in 1983 and took over as CEO in 1988. Ron Gross, I will start with you. I think it is safe to say that Jim Sinegal is on our short list of our favorite CEOs here at The Motley Fool. Without a doubt. We even have a conference room named after him at Fool HQ. And we talk about him often as um, an example of a, a. You have a total man crush on him. <laughs> yeah. He is one of my favorites. I talk about him often. He's a great example of uh, a CEO that cares about their, his employees, his customers, and his shareholders. It's 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 quite frankly, I'm kind of bummed out. It's a sad day. You know, he couldn't stay forever. He was going to leave at some point. We knew he would. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, luckily for us. Uh, the way he does business has permeated that organization, mm-hmm. and uh, it will not turn into something else in his absence. But I'm sorry to see him go. Charlie, your thoughts on Senegal and his legacy? Created a ton of value for shareholders. I uh, dug up the numbers off their website. When they IPO'd in 2005, uh, a split adjusted the shares would be worth buck sixty-seven back then. So it'd be 16% a year for over two decades that people earned uh, riding along with Jim Senegal, and that's tremendous value creation. You could still get a hot dog for the same price. Yes. Exactly. Wait, did you say 2005? I didn't know. Uh, no, until... 85. 85. My notes are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a busy week. It has been a busy week. Joe Maker, your thoughts on Jim Senegal? Yeah, what they said. I hate to see him go, but like we talked about this morning, the fascinating thing, and this is so classic Jim Senegal, when you look at the press release announcing it, it's actually talking about the latest sales figures, and then at the end, they mention that he is stepping down. Yeah, I, th- and- I think the headline was, Costco announces August same-store sales results, comma, management change. Right, exactly. Any and, other yeah. company, we would totally <laughs> slam for doing something like and that. And interestingly, well, the stock is, is up today. Um, I, and so uh, nobody's freaked out about it, and I guess people people knew this was coming at some point. Yeah. I don't know. I just dug in. It was classic Jim Senegal, and like the quote about it at the bottom, instead of most management change press releases, yep. where there's just a lot of crap, and people just kind of go on and on, and it's really flowery. This was him just saying to the point, we have a great culture at Costco, and my successor is going to succeed and thrive. That basically is the short version. And it was like two sentences. And that's just so Jim Zenegal. Love it. As you mentioned, Ron, uh, we we do have a conference room, uh, room here at The Fool named for Jim Senegal. He was here a couple of years ago, um, did a Q&A uh, in front of our entire company. And um, I asked him at that point about the succession plan at Costco. And I'm going to read the quote of what he said. <laughs> and he punched you in the face. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't punch me in the face. But I, I did sort of get this vibe of like, well, you know, I, I got to don't worry, I'm on it. And, and it's none of your business. But no, he didn't say that. But here's what he did say. Uh, and I'm quoting here. This is not a one man game. If you look at the management team of our company, I think we have 17 members on our executive committee. And I think the average tenure is over 22 years. We have all been together and have grown the business together. We are all on the same sheet of music. We all recognize that what got us here is the value of the people that we have in our company, that having good people and paying good wages is just good business. It is that simple. Now you've kind of made me cry. (laughs) Um, With that in mind, Charlie, I will start with you. Taking over now is Craig Jelinek, the chief operating officer. Um, Who is Craig Jelinek? He's not some hired gun consultant that came in. (laughs) I'll tell you that. Uh, 
Jelinek was the chief operating officer, and he's been with the company for 28 years, which, as uh, Senegal mentioned to you, uh, the tenure is over 22. So he fits right in there. He started out as a warehouse manager and kind of worked his way up the chain. Uh, so I think this is an example of succession planning done right. They have somebody who is obviously a part of the Costco culture, and I think shareholders can sleep easy because of that. So, I mean, we talked last week about Steve Jobs stepping down, Tim Cook, longtime executive at Apple, taking over as CEO. Um, it seems, though, like Jelinek might have an easier time of it than Tim Cook. you agree with that? Absolutely. This should be a seamless transition, and uh, we'll just keep an eye on it over the next few quarters, how he handles the conference calls. And the first true test will be when Costco does inevitably hit a uh, tough patch. Uh, but we'll just see how it goes. But for now, we give him the benefit of the doubt. Ron, you agree with that? I mean, you're... you're... Yeah, I mean, it's... Costco, the model is in place, and, and you just have to kind of stick with that model. I will certainly hope that um, when he takes over, he will maintain the same stance that Jim Senegal took with respect to prices. Um, Jim Senegal is famous for really being very um, – he doesn't raise prices easily. Right. He's, he cares about the consumer. He cares about that value, value proposition. He cares about you renewing your membership each year. And I would imagine um, – they're all kind of the executive committees on the same page. Well, and you said um, that you know he he cares about his employees, um, he cares about um, the members uh, at Costco, and he cares about shareholders. But one thing that's clear about Senegal is that you look throughout his history, the one group that he really doesn't care about all that much is Wall Street. Um, and there have been examples where Wall Street analysts have gone to him and said, "Hey, listen." Uh, because I think it's what what is it fourteen percent that the, the uh, Costco will mark something up fourteen percent and no more than that. Right. And there have been analysts who have gone to him and said, "Look, if you raise go up one percentage point, two percent. If you raise prices, you know, if you mark it up sixteen percent, you'll make so much more money." And he's just not going to do that. Not going to do it because I do believe he honestly cares. But he's actually he's a good businessman and he knows getting that eighty eight percent retention of members each year is extremely important to the business model. So when do we judge Jelinek, the new CEO? I mean, with Tim Cook, we talked about um, you know the the cupboard is full at Apple. So for the next year or so, it's going to be fine. But maybe two, three years down the line, when Apple tries to roll out a new product or or maybe uh, an upgrade of something, that's when we'll know what kind of CEO Tim Cook is. What you know? What is your time frame? Obviously, you're looking at a quarter to quarter. But Joe Mager, what's your time frame for when you're really looking at this guy? A few years. I mean, it'll be tough to figure out to his impact because unlike at Apple, like Ron was saying, he's basically going to be following the Jim Senegal playbook. And there's no reason to really deviate from that. Now, if he did in a dramatic way, that would give me a little bit of pause because I think the playbook they have is very sound and they don't need to reinvent the wheel. Whereas at Apple, you know, Tim Cook, three years from now, they're literally going to be reinventing the wheel. <laughs> and, uh, you know, their whole products we- refreshes over and over again. And that, to me, that's frankly a much more difficult job than running Costco. No offense to the gentleman doing it. But. Uh, Joe, we were talking this morning, you, you made the comment to me that um, if two weeks ago you had taken a poll of the analysts and advisors at The Motley Fool, uh, named the top five CEOs in American business, Steve Jobs and Jim Sinegal would have been probably on pretty much everyone's list. Um, those guys, uh, well, Steve Jobs is no longer CEO. As of January 1st, Jim Sinegal will no longer be CEO. 
Um, just go around the table real quick. Who are one or two other CEOs that you guys really think are doing it right in terms of their customers, their shareholders, their business partners? Joe? I'm going to go with this guy from Omaha. He's, uh... <laughs> now, what, who am I going to go with? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll mix it up. I'll go with Alan Mulally at Ford. Just an, an incredible job of turning around that business top to bottom. Ron? Uh, yes, of course, Warren Buffett would be on all our lists, I would imagine. Uh, Jeff Bezos at Amazon um, mm-hmm. is, is probably right up Good there, one. too. Charlie? I would go with Joe Mansudo at Morningstar. He founded the company in the 80s, only takes $100,000 a year salary with no cash bonuses or stock options. His personal wealth rises and falls with the price of the stock. And I think that's corporate governance done right. The social media bubble might be deflating before it can pop. USA Today is reporting that overall visits to Daily Deal websites took a hit recently, with traffic down during the summer as much as 50%, according to one research company. Joe Mager, what do you make of all this? I have a prediction. (laughs) Within two years, you will be able to buy a Daily Deal site via a Daily Deal. (laughs) <laughs> that is how hard nice. these things are going to keep crashing. It's that bad? Yeah, it's that bad. Well, it's a market with no barriers to entry. I mean, the, overnight after Groupon popped on the scene, everyone started copying this. Yelp started copying it. Facebook started copying it. Uh, Google's going after it. Mm-hmm. You know, and these are companies with resources. I mean, you look around and there's just countless Me Too offerings, and no wonder that people dogpiled in and it was a land grab, and it turns out it was a bust, and now everyone's just going to back back out. Ron? Yeah, it would be nice if, if that irrational exuberance that we, we saw rear its head once again in, in some of these companies slowly corrected itself and, and, and the market got back to being rational rather than a crash or a pop because um, that re- really doesn't benefit anyone. But if slowly over time the, 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 the poor business models go away mm-hmm. um, and the good ones stay around, valuations come down to where they should be, mm-hmm. that's the way markets are supposed to work and, and hopefully it wouldn't be more severe than that. And Joe, you mentioned Yelp and Facebook. Aren't they, aren't they pulling back on their daily deal stuff? Yeah, they are. And I think that pretty well speaks to how difficult <laughs> this is. I mean, Facebook and Yelp, you know, especially... <laughs> especially Yelp as relationships with, you know, virtually every, on some level, some sort of relationship with restaurants, Mm -hmm. uh, retailers, you name it. And you would think they would very easily be able to get into daily deals. But the fact that they're backing out and the fact that Facebook is backing out just speaks to how poor the economics are and how, you know, tough a business it is. Well, Groupon CEO Andrew Mason would say and did say actually in a leaked letter that they're backing out because we are so awesome. Yeah, okay. To paraphrase him. <laughs> He's not on our list of top CEOs. <laughs> well, as, as Seth Jason said on our radio show last week, there's nothing we love more than thin-skinned CEOs. And uh, um, uh, Speaking of Groupon, uh, yeah, Groupon is technically in the company's quiet period because it's preparing for a CEO. Uh, it's preparing for an IPO. Um, but the company's had two executives leave recently. Um, where do we think... Groupon's IPO is going to go. What is, what is that opening day going to look like in the wake of sort of this this uh, slow decline for the daily deal sites? I would guess somewhat similar to the LinkedIn action. You know, just very wild swings up and down. Um, but over you know, say six months post IPO, I would not be optimistic about where that thing goes. Ron, do you have an opening day prediction for <laughs> Groupon's IPO? It obviously it depends where the bankers end up pricing it on that day, and based on the supply and the demand that they're seeing in the marketplace. So it's impossible for me to say without knowing where it gets priced. 
Um, Weak. Make a bold prediction, <laughs> yeah. Ron. So, all right, I'll be bold just for the sake of being bold, and I will say uh, up day one, day two, then then start to come back down. Okay, so day three, not looking so not good so for Groupon Joe. I agree there will be an opening pop, but no matter what the price level is, it will be crazy overvalued. I will say that. I would be floored if Groupon outperformed over five years. Uh, we're coming up on uh, Labor Day weekend. Um, uh, any big plans? Any any grilling? Charlie, you're, you have a new home. I do. And so you would think that would be fun, but I want to be doing such things as raking the yard, changing the toilet seats, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Don't invite so I'm going to be envious of all of you and your barbecuing. Ron? Yeah, I, I disconnected everything for the hurricane. I took the barbecue in. I undid the propane. So I'm going to set it back up. Okay. And we're going to throw some stuff on the grill. What are you throwing on the grill? Um, Do you have a specialty? Is there like a like this is the Ron, Ron Grill specialty? Specialty on the grill? On the grill, there's not, but I I do like a nice New York strip. Well, well, Joe, yeah. do you have a comment about Ron's use of propane? <laughs> I'm going to keep my comments to myself. Put your man card in the shredder on the way out. <laughs> so, so Joe, you're you're no propane no matter what. No, man. Wow, you're about real flames I got, here. I got a wife and two kids. I don't have time for charcoal. <laughs> I, I, I got to say, I was a charcoal guy until you know multiple kids came along. Now, yeah. now I'm with Ron. It's like you know what? When you when you, when you got kids, time is yeah. time you, is up. You the sell essence. out when you get old, man. Joe Mager, Ron yeah. Gross, Charlie Travers, guys. We're going to end the air. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Sure to check out The Motley Fool Money Radio Show this weekend. We have two guests, best-selling author and financial radio host Clark Howard and Motley Fool co-founder and CEO Tom Gardner. That's Motley Fool Money on iTunes, online, and on radio stations across America. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Steve Broido in for the vacationing Mac career. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.